That's in the air. This could be out. Diamond's underneath it. Will he catch it? He's got good hands. He's got him. Yes, he has. Diamond's got him in the deep. Having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one. Hello and welcome to Couch Talk. Today's guest is Eba Qureshi, a.k.a. Mrs. Azhar Mahmood. She talks about the important role the wives play in the lives of the modern-day professional cricketer, how she met him and married him, about putting her career on hold to support her husbands, and the various issues that the families have to handle as the cricketer crosses the world in the name of cricket. Welcome to the show, Eba. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for being on the show. So let's begin with how you and Azhar met and, uh, you know, now that you've been married for uh, 10 years with kids. Absolutely, yes. Um, It's been uh, a long 10 years, but, uh, you know, a long 10 years because there's so much that has happened. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, um, it's been a very um, blissful 10 years as well. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, I get asked this question a lot, actually, where did we meet and... um, I think I am one of the three Pakistani wives that have uh, met at the Oval. Mm. So the Oval is actually quite special to uh, most of the Pakistani <laughs> wives, I would say. Um, yeah, we met back in 99 when the World Cup was uh, happening in England. Uh, I had gone to a match with my family and uh, Azhar uh, claims that he remembers me from the crowd which <laughs> I don't know whether he's telling the truth, but he uh, he's adamant that he remembers me from the crowd. And then uh, we um, had gone to see them uh, to get autographs and stuff. Uh, my brother, who plays cricket as well, um, here club cricket, etc. here, he was a big fan. He's a younger br- uh, brother. So he, uh, I took him up because I just learned to drive. And it was one of these, you know, adventurous things that you do. Mm-hmm. And it just all started from there, really. Um Azad was uh, probably, uh, and I'm not saying it because he's my husband, but he was probably the most approachable, um, you know, inverted commas, Sharif <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of gentleman that we'd met. And uh, I was just uh, finishing off my university, so I was breaking into the PR industry. So for me to make contacts was obviously, um, you know, was going to be an uh, uh, achievement at first because I was just breaking into the industry, but also it was something that would, you know, come in, come of hand later on uh, for, in my professional life. So it was nice to meet someone that was a gentleman that is happy to sort of, you know, work with, uh, with, uh, with, with women, put it that way, because, uh, you know, in Pakistan at the time, 10 years ago, I'd, I'm, I, I wasn't exposed to a lot of women that worked in the marketing and PR industry. And I just found that he was very forthcoming, very helpful. Uh, but yes, no. So we met there and, uh, we had introduced our parents after that, and uh, he proposed. And I think it took us four years to uh, to finally tie the knot. <laughs> so how did, how did it work? I mean, before you got married in 2003, and even after that, because he was still playing for Pakistan, you know, yeah. uh, he played for Pakistan till 2007 World Cup in yeah. uh, the West Indies. So yeah. that eight years um, before getting married and after he got married, how have you managed the distances? It was definitely a long-distance relationship. Uh, we never saw each other. Um, it was all uh, sort of, you know, phone, um, even emails, to be honest. You know, he wasn't very big on emails, and it was mostly phones calling us uh, from wherever he was. 
um, I'd call him. And also, um, he since we met in 99, Azur happened to um, have uh, got a, a shoulder injury and his physio and his trainer was Dale Naylor, who um, is based in the UK. Mm-hmm. So once a year, um, I would have the privilege to, to either see him or he would come over and see my parents, etc. in that sort of four-year period. So it was very difficult. I won't say it, and I would not recommend it to anybody. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of patience, a lot of tolerance, and uh, and also, um, but at the same time, I think distance is quite healthy as well. Mm. So uh, I don't think if he was living in the same country as me, it would have taken us that long to get married. But uh, yeah, it's it's not not it wasn't easy at all. If when I look back at it, especially as a professional cricketer for a high-profile team like Pakistan. Mm. young man uh, mm. out on the road you know how do you maintain it you know the, i think i know where you're health, going <laughs> exactly how do you maintain the healthy relationship while not trying to be overbearing at the same time not too aloof you know it's it's a tough one from both I sides it is it is very tough i think um you have trust is the main thing to be honest and um i don't know if you just earlier on in my conversation i i said inverted commas sharif i think that was that was the giveaway that this, this you know i knew that he was a gentleman and uh, he um he was ex- you know extremely honest and uh, i i could trust him and he could trust me so it it like i said the main thing was trusting in the relationship there was absolutely never in a in any point did i think that he was he was you know he wasn't being sincere or um that i should really think twice about this it was i knew that he was very much sincere and very sort of faithful to me and he was very interested in getting married so he wouldn't you know he would i mean i was quite to be honest i wasn't one of those uh, well i hope i wasn't anyway I mean, you might have to have him on the podcast for that but <laughs> i wasn't a very possessive kind of you know I knew that this was his lifestyle. He doesn't spend any time at home. Um he's used to the exposure. In fact, at home he'd probably feel prisoned. Mm. Or something, but uh that uh, I would probably drive him away if I was if I was like that to be honest. Um and Azhar was very very focused. He was uh it, it was his cricket, it was all about his training, it was all about Pakistan and and it still is to be honest um so hence i haven't had a problem in in the 10 years that i've been married to him either <laughs> touch wood <laughs> so let's talk about the cricket itself and the effect it has on him and you know he has his life completely as a professional cricketer he has to have his life devoted to uh cricket um and it's a question from a listener as well shrikant and it's do they bring cricket home you know what i mean you know yeah. after a game's done or a tour series is done do they bring the thoughts and the successes and the disappointments everything home and how do the how does the wife or the girlfriend handle that yeah okay I, you know what in my house it definitely comes home <laughs> um because i am extremely involved in in others highs and lows and you know uh with regards to cricket i have a sincere love for cricket and i always have it it wasn't something that got embedded when i got married it was there from before my family is very much into cricket it so hence um i don't think he has a choice <laughs> i don't think it's about other bringing it home i think it's when he comes home he he always says to me that you know i i have a coach back in the ground and then i have one at home so <laughs> that i have to answer to but it's it's um 
You know, I think it's very important for your partner to be involved, but also be able to detach yourself from it. So if it's been a very tough series or a tournament or something where, um, you know, he's he's had a tough time, you know, I would make sure that it wasn't something that was the main topic on the dining, you know, dining table or something or, you know, I, I, I wouldn't I would have to find something to distract him. We would do something else. We would talk about something else until he's ready to talk about it. But Azar is quite open. He's quite easy, likes to let it out. He likes to face it. He doesn't, you know, brush it under the carpet and think, right, it never happened. So, hence, I don't think that we're the conventional family where cricket doesn't come home. It does happen to a lot of Pakistani families where I know a lot of wives that are completely detached from the game. They they follow their husbands, but when they're done, they don't talk about it at home. It's all about the children. At all. It's all about other things. Hmm. Possibly maybe because the, uh, the the cricketer or the player himself doesn't choose to speak to his wife about it. She's not that much involved. Um, I think with me, it's different. Um, it's 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 kind of work as well as... Uh, passion and my husband's profession. So, yeah. Uh, interesting point you raise about the other wives as well, um, <laughs> who probably don't care about for cricket. Um, mm-hmm. In your case, you are involved, um, you have your career, which is tied in with this, um, but you also have two young kids. So, how does it work? You mm-hmm. know, uh, we've seen you at the grounds that uh, Azad is playing at, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, all this traveling, how does it, you know, jive with the kids? It's tough. It's tough. But I probably am one of um, the very few wives that takes their kids around everywhere. Um, I have a principal and I have always done this. Um, I've always taken my kids everywhere with me, whether they're two months old or whether they're five years old. Um, Anaya, my eldest, was two months and we went to India. Her first trip was India. Then we went to Pakistan. Now, living in the UK, there are a lot of mothers that don't travel with their kids until the age of 18 months or something, or maybe a year even earliest because of the, you know, just the fact that, oh, my kid might, might get unwell, they will not adjust to the routine, etc. If I chose that, then I would not get to see my husband and they won't get to see their dad. Mm. Um, so I made a conscious decision when I had the child that I would travel with my husband wherever it was possible to do so. Um, and uh, we did that. And uh, my kids have loved it. We have loved having them. And Azhar also likes having them around. Um, and I think because um, we had children when Azur had almost departed Pakistan. So for them, this is cricket. This is what their da- daddy does. Mm. You know, um, my eldest saw Azur play in Pakistan. Um, my youngest right now, Manha, who's one, she hasn't. But what she's seeing is that her daddy travels everywhere and he's playing cricket. He's, you know, he, he carries his massive bag and you know, and she, for them, a bat and a ball is is very normal. It's probably like a briefcase for anybody else, a normal household. It's been tough. I have taken them to stadiums. I take them everywhere with me. They love watching their daddy play. So he he, he likes having us uh, at the ground. Um, we we you know we embrace his success. We 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 sort of you know we celebrate together, but we also. Um, we also support him in times a tough times. So if we, you know, if if he's had a bad day, if had a bad sort of tournament or whatever it is, we're there for him too. And mm. I think that's what's most important. I think people forget from the outside. They think that it's all hunky dory. It's all very, it's very sort of glamorous and it's all glory and it's all about money and it's all about, we know a lot, a lot of emotional um, stuff goes on with it. Um, it's extremely important. I know families that have. Uh, that that have had pressure put on their relationship um, sort of within cricket because of cricket because the, the guy is follow, is is you know finding it difficult to uh, to sort of deal with his failures or or just a bad form I wouldn't say it's failure nobody fails it's just bad form form comes and goes 
and um, and I, and the family is completely detached from it. Um, they have no idea what the father or the husband is going through, and hence they um, they there's a, you know pressure on their um, on their relationship with with the, the wife or the kids, um, and I think it's extremely important to identify these problems or these issues in your family especially if you are a, a sportsman's wife and make sure that they, you're there because depression I mean I, I, I'm sure you, everyone knows it's one of these things that are hard hitting celebrities now because mm-hmm. they go from sort of being everything especially if you're in the subcontinent you go from being everything to nothing uh, you know <laughs> yeah, absolutely. last match absolutely. Um, the last match between Pakistan and uh, uh, you know the, the, the South Africa is a prime example as to heroes and then zeros really yeah. I, I agree. So the way you're saying it, you know, the, uh, the support system uh, from the family, from the wife, girlfriend or kids, whatever, um, you know, that seems to be a more stable situation than, say, a young buck, you know, trying to handle everything on his own, which yeah. the fame as well as the, uh, well, as you yeah. said, uh, loss of form, etc. Yeah. You have to be mentally very, very strong. If you're a, a, Azur is a very mentally strong person, but he finds that, um, I mean, this is something he said in several interviews himself that my family, I enjoy having my family around me. I enjoy this because it's something that takes them away from, from the dark sides of things in cricket or, or, or fame, mm. you know, and, uh, I think it's extreme. I, I, I cannot imagine what a youngster who is a single, who, who, who's, who's not married yet, who perhaps doesn't even have a partner, um, is going through when they're on their own, when they go back to that room, um, once they've played a game, they've been booed or they've been, you know, or they've, they've had bad form for the whole series or something. And they just have to face the world by themselves. It's, I don't want, you know, I don't want to portray just the bad side of it, but mm-hmm. th- that is a truth. And I think that it needs to, it needs to be addressed in a lot of areas, in a lot of places, not just cricket, but I think a lot of fame-based, you know, uh, professions. I mean, if you, if you come to us, then this is why I take my family everywhere. I take my, my daughters everywhere with me and we make sure that wherever we can be with us, we are. You talked about um, the wives of other Pakistani players as well. Is there, is there a... Uh, wives of cricketers club or girlfriends of cricketers club. You know, sometimes you see, you see, um, for example, when Australia are playing uh, at home. You know, you'll see in the SCG or MCG, you'll see a little uh, enclosure where you have yeah. some of the wives and girlfriends. Is yeah. there something of that sort exists with the subcontinental players too? No. No, it doesn't in the Pakistan team. We are all very, very good friends. We're almost like family friends. Um, you know, whenever someone's in the UK, they, they do come to us and we spend a lot of time together. Or when we're in Pakistan, we'll visit them. When we were with the Pakistan team, um, the uh, the wives would um, sort of, you know, they would travel together to the ground. They would, uh, we'd, we'd eat, our kids, if they had kids, they'd, they'd sort of, you know, go out together, have lunch together or something. There's no club as such, to be honest. That doesn't exist. It's, I, I don't think it's part of the culture, to be honest, mm. over there. So it doesn't happen. I know there's something like that in, uh, I think it's a, a, a basketball or a baseball team in, in America, in New York. Yeah where they have something like this. In fact, you mentioned it to me as well. Um, but it's, it's not, it doesn't exist in Pakistan. And I think it should. I think it'd be nice. But the problem, <laughs> the problem with the Pakistan team, and I say this with, with a little bit of a chuckle, because, because there is so much inconsistency that there's hardly going to be a club ever because 
people are coming in and out of the team so much. Nobody stays there for long enough to, to, to sort of be part of a, a, a group or a member of, of a place or a club. That's true. That's so, true. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That was, that was, the thing I mentioned to you was uh, with the New York Yankees, they have yeah. this wife-slash-girlfriend's club where, you know, uh, a new member joins in and then the senior members take, uh, you know, take them through yeah. the rope saying, like, listen, you're going to be bombarded with paparazzi, <laughs> things are going to be written about you, so on and yeah. so forth. So you have to be ready for that. Yeah. Um, no, there's no such thing for us there at all. So, is okay, um, that's that possibly with Pakistan, but how about when um, Azhar is playing out uh, in the different T20 tournaments? For example, he's in India for, you know, uh, more than two months, and you're there mm. too. So, and mm. you have the same team traveling mm. around. Um, is there any value to having a support group like that? Um, they would be value, yeah, for sure. Um, the thing is, again, every year the teams change. There's an auction, you have new members come in, and you uh, you, you meet new wives or partners. Um, we spend a lot of time together every tournament. Uh, the wives or the partners will spend a lot of time together um, going to the grounds, having lunch or dining or et cetera, and you make some good, good fast friends. You make some good friends for life as well. But um, there isn't a, a, a such a group. That exists out there. You have the managers or the owners, partners, etc., or their wives, etc., that come and you know make you feel comfortable. They'll tell you of places that you need to sort of you know go and see, or um, you know, and basically just hospitality. Um, they provide you with good hospitality, etc. But there's no such club, and I think. In cricket, it's a little bit difficult to exist because the players chop and change them, especially with the, the T20 culture right now. Mm. There's so much of buying and selling of, 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 of players and there's franchises, etc. It's very difficult to have a club where you kind of go through the system and, and then you have seniors and then, you know, it'll, it'll work with an international team, but only if the players stay there for long enough. Probably maybe, I'm not sure if an, the Indian team have something like this, but um, I'm sure it will work with them because they're, they're, cons- they're a little bit more consistent. One question comes from Peter Delapena, and that is, do the wives and girlfriends of cricketers, or for that matter, any group of athletes, do they take offense to that uh, WAG terminology being used, or do you just embrace it? I don't think there's any harm in embracing it, but I don't really see myself as a WAG, if you're talking about me. Hmm. I don't know about the others. Um, I think we see it more as a footballer's wife thing. Mm-hmm. Um, their 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 lifestyle is completely different to a cricketer's wife, unless you are, I would say, unless you are someone like Sachin Tendulkar's wife, or maybe perhaps somebody very 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 high profile. Um, I I really don't think that um, a wag, the lifestyle that is described of a wag. Mm-hmm. Um, suits a cricketer's wife um and i'm coming from a, a, a pakistani's wife's perspective also pakistani cricketer's wife even and or even uh, just a cricketer who's a freelance cricketer now to be honest he's not really playing for pakistan anymore but it's it there's not there, I, there, I don't think there's any any point in taking any offense there's no offense that should be taken but uh yeah you should just embrace it i i, I don't see why um it should be you know offensive to anyone you you mentioned about uh, Azhar not playing for Pakistan, you know, uh, from 99 to 2007, uh, he was playing for Pakistan. And how was that any different from how his lifestyle has changed since then, you know, freelance cricketer um, since then, since 2007? How has your life changed? My life has changed immensely because I hardly see him now. Playing for Pakistan, we would be in Pakistan with him. We would travel 
now because of you know our, our family dimensions have changed we've got kids uh, my kids go to school here so it's um you know i have to stay put in the country a little bit more and i hence i can't travel with him and because of all these franchises that are taking sort of a franchise different leagues that are taking place in different countries it means that i don't get to see him as much um that's definitely a big change um it's not negative um it's something that i've been become used to i've accustomed you know i've become accustomed to it i've i've kind of accepted it as part of my life um and uh, that's the main change really when it was a pakistan team we spent a lot of time together we would be in pakistan together we would be traveling together um even when i did have my little one but um when you say with regards to i mean if you're talking about anything else physically that's the difference mentally it's a huge difference mm. mentally it is a you know it's a huge gap with regards to the difference because um and i'm just talking about the pakistan team azhar was when when we'd met he was um when we got married in fact uh, azhar was in and out of the, the the pakistan team a lot hence that put a lot of pressure on on his sort of mental status with regards to whether he's playing whether he's not is he in the team is he not mm-hmm. um and uh now he doesn't have to worry about things like that at all True. and he's playing his own game his natural game he doesn't have to worry about half the stuff that he had to worry about when he was in the Pakistan team am i going to play the next match am i going to be good enough for this am i you know uh, i'm have i performed enough for them to be in the next game in the next match even in the same series um so it's that that there, 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 there were there were you know there is a lot of mental pressure a lot easier now you know from the wife's perspective in your case your career is also tied in Uh, yeah. with this so it it works out whereas that's not always true uh, for the cricketer wives and still they have to live with the fact that the guy is going to be traveling all over the world and you're going to be not seeing for months sometimes at a time mm-hmm. uh, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, and it puts tremendous pressure even whether they are married or not it puts tremendous strain on the relationship your thoughts on that i mean think from the, based on the things that you have seen Yeah I mean I've I've put a stop I, you know I've uh, kind of put my career on say second gear at the moment um I'm a marketing PR consultant and an events organizer I do it when I can if I have time mm-hmm. I I've become a freelancer I'm not full time anymore because I I don't think I can give my family the time in fact you know they don't see their dad if they don't see me either I think that'll be quite sad for them it, it a lot of the wives that i know who are professionals um had to put a stop to their career um had to put it in sort of you know second priority and now they're going back to it now that their husbands have either retired or they're in coaching or whether they've stopped playing now they've gone back into their professions and some of them are doctors so they've gone back to practice some of them are teachers they've gone back to teaching mm-hmm. you know um and i think the wife has to give up a lot it's not like a traditional family where you and your husband can just carry on working and carry on doing what you were doing before you were married i think that the the wife has to give up a lot um bear in mind there are a lot of traditional wives out there who are simply just um quite happy to sit at home and looking after the family living with their in-laws back home or wherever it is and enjoying life that way you know um it's just a mindset for everyone really to be honest uh i enjoyed my career whilst i wasn't married and i took a break from it and i i enjoyed that came back to it sort of 
uh, you, you know, with my own convenience. And um, and that's the way it is. And you just have to be quite flexible that way. If you're going to be very career minded and you're going to be extremely sort of, you know, set on the fact that I have to continue by with my career, I cannot give up any time to anybody. And, you know, then I think it would be very, very difficult for that person to, to stay in the relationship. Hmm. Uh, another thing I want to talk to you about is the loss of anonymity for the wives and the girlfriends, you know. Okay, the player is, of course, on the TV when he's playing, on, he's on the newspaper's front page or back page, whatever, even when he's not playing. Mm-hmm. But um, with the way the modern cricket is played, uh, especially with the T20 leagues, etc., and how news is covered, you know, 24-7 constantly. So there is always a uh, need, I suppose, uh, to put something on the papers and the TV. And part of that is now we know some of the cricketers and their girlfriends and their wives, whereas, you know, maybe 15 years ago, we wouldn't know most of mm. these things. Mm. So now we know who Azad Mahmoud's wife is and we know how she looks like because we've seen her on TV. You know? <laughs> no, we, mm. You know, and same yeah. thing for, say, Sachin Tendulkar's wife or, yeah. or somebody else. You know, this loss of anonymity... Mm-hmm. Is it good, bad, or it doesn't really matter? I think, I think there should be some control on the privacy. I think, I mean, I choose to be on the social network of Twitter. I choose to be on there because it helps with work. It helps with, you know, um, Azur doesn't use Twitter very much, although he's on there. But he, when he does, uh, he's, he's got a good amount of followers, etc. And I think I'm kind of people, you know, the answers they don't get from Azur, they, they try and get from me. But <laughs> to be honest, I came on there for my work, PR and networking, etc. Um, and I enjoy it. I, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm an extrovert and I, I love meeting people. I love socializing, uh, uh, discussing things, etc. But with regards to the, um, with, with wives coming on TV and, uh, you know, the, the, I think there should be some kind of privacy. There should be some kind of control over there because it's okay to come on TV. When you're in a match, you can't help that. Um, I was quite adamant initially that I don't want my kids to be on TV, on newspapers, et cetera. Like that. that all went down the drain in, um, during the IPL. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to keep my, my, I don't, I mean, I don't, uh, I never use my, my daughter's names on Twitter, for example. If I'm in, an, if I ever did an interview, I would, I would just say my daughter, et cetera. It was just a choice that I'd made, but um, I found out as 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 this this new culture has evolved, where the cricketers' wives are uh, news to to people, um, that 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 you can't hide from it. You can't. You, you, there's not much you can do from it as long as it's done in good taste. I don't see a problem with it. Um, as soon as people start invading your privacy, I think that's where I would have a problem. Um, I think it's nice to know what a cricketer's wife looks like. I'm, I'm, you know, I would be inquisitive, exactly like a spectator <laughs> would. But um, and their family and what they look like and how, you know, how our celebrities uh, re- sort of uh, act with around their families and just one of these, you know, we have a very, uh, it's a nice thing, but we have a very nosy society these days. And I think because of that, the media has been compelled to do things like that. So. As long as it's done within uh, limits, I don't think that it's it's bad or, you know, uncomfortable. Okay. Um, another thing that uh, I've received plenty of questions on is um, an incident that happened when you were in Mumbai. Uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was, I wouldn't slip out of this without speaking <laughs> to you about that. Yeah. Uh, when the Kings Eleven Punjab played the Mumbai Indians and, you know, you had... Uh, let your feelings known to the world through your Twitter feed. Mm. So would you like to elaborate on that, please? <laughs> I don't know what, they, there's nothing to say. Uh, I think a mountain was made out of a, you know, a mole. 
again, it's something that always happens mm-hmm. that can happen. Now, the thing was, in, you have 140 characters on Twitter yes, in each tweet. You can only say so much. And I have a reputation of being taken the wrong way completely. I actually have have managed to get myself a reputation on there where of, of something that I actually am not. But, you know, um, thanks to people like you, I could try and clarify myself because you can only do it so many times on Twitter um, or, or, or a newspaper. I mean, the thing is that... Um, I was, uh, it's not happened before. I think it's happened. I've, I've only found out that it's happened to other people once I, um, you know, had let my feelings out on Twitter. Um, we had an extremely amazing hospitality throughout the IPL tour. No doubt about it. It was brilliant. Um, even I wouldn't say that one could ever, you know, it wasn't the stadium. I wouldn't say it was a stadium or anything. I was told that like everywhere else that we would have, um, either a corporate box because I had a one year old. Mm-hmm with me where she would need a, you know, her, her nappy changed or she'd need to be fed, etc. And I could easily, like other people, yes, do it in a, in a stand like other people did. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that when you're over there um, and you're wearing a, a red Kings 11 shirt, they know that you are either the player's wife or your family. And you would, um, you sometimes you did, sometimes you didn't, you would get, you know, something said to you, which are slightly uncomfortable. And I had my daughters with me and, you know, and we were in every ground, we were um, either in a, a, a box or we were in a stand where we had access to to toilets, for example, or mm-hmm. we'd had access to very sort of, or, or uh, uh, you know, or, or mineral water straight away or food, etc. And, or we could let, leave the, the, the ground easily with, 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 with someone escorting you so we could get to our cars. I had a pram, I had a buggy with me, you know, so all of this was looked after. By, by IPL and it was brilliant with, with by Kings Eleven especially. When we got when we got to um, Bankere, they um, apparently they did this last year as well. And I was only told by the Kings Eleven management when I was there. Everybody, not just me, every other partner there that came with me had complained and they mm. wanted to leave. In fact, I stood there with my kids. Um, it was extremely hot. Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, we've come from the UK. We're not used to the humidity. I can, my seven year old can, but my one year old was 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 struggling. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to get water for her. I had to get her somewhere where she could get some fresh air so she could, you know, not feel as comfortable as she was. And um, because basically we were in a very, uh, I think it was a Sachin Tendulkar stand. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like that. And uh, I had friends who had those tickets who live in Mumbai who'd given away those tickets because it gets extremely hot in that stand. Correct. Because there is no ventilation. There's no, the wind just couldn't, you just couldn't breathe over there. It was so hot. So on Twitter, when I said things like that, people were like, oh, you're, you know, I was apparently being very sort of, you know, stuck up about where I sat. It wasn't that. I'm quite happy to sit. In fact, I was at the Oval. The reason I go to the Oval here is because I can sit like a normal human being in a stand mm-hmm. and, and, and do all the narebazi that everybody else does and, <laughs> you know, enjoy myself. And I don't get, I don't mind standing up in a queue or what, anything like that. But anyway, it was just because of my children. I, I made a little bit of a, well, I wouldn't say a hoo-ha, but I just sort of said that I, I would have expected a little bit more. And there were others who had expressed their uh, uh, feelings on Twitter, but they just didn't come out the way mine came out. And it was <laughs> the newspapers the next day. But everyone from the Kings 11 management left. It wasn't just me. So, mm-hmm. But I, I still look back and it was a fantastic tour. It didn't does not, by any means, um, you know, change anything about it. Okay. Thanks for so it was fact. as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the clarification. One last question, and I'll let you go, Eva. And that is, as it is now 38, so he's closer to the end of his career. Than, you know, when a cricketer finishes playing cricket and suddenly there is emptiness, now he's going to be back reintegrated with 
the family side of uh, life. And perhaps, you know, you see a lot of cricketers taking up uh, commenta- commentating duties or writing or whatever. Are there things in motion where uh, that's going to keep Azhar busy when he retires and what's your role in it? Absolutely. I mean, these are the things that we've been thinking of the last 10 years. Because according to Pakistan, Azhar had aged at the age of 30 and that that was the end of his career. Um, you know, that's a stance they took. And um, hence, that's why it compelled us to make, made us think that we need to really think about what we need to do after this. Now, cricket comes naturally to them. So hence, it's very natural for them to fall into something which is cricket related, whether it's coaching, whether it's commentating, whether it's academies, you know, anything like that. Um, any other business which is completely different um, is, a, is a huge diversification for them, so they would have to really start from scratch. And um, I would definitely be involved in anything he does after cricket, um, I, I, because I have put my career on a, on a, you know, on, on a hold for a while. I think it just it makes sense that I would um, support him, help each other to to work together towards a future that would make us secure in the future for our kids, etc. Um, and, and that is away from cricket. It's going to be extremely difficult. I know it will be for him. I spent a lot of time with some cricketers who in the process have retired and have found themselves in that vacuum or that mm-hmm. emptiness where there is nothing to do after uh, cricket. And they realize how what their lifestyle has been and that they, they, it's not going to be anywhere near that. Um, and they struggled for a bit, if uh, possibly because they haven't had time to think about their future or to organize something for the future. And and then, you know, and then obviously eventually they, they have managed to get themselves back on track and and do things. And I think that's a big lesson for people like us to, to make sure that we have something, uh, you know, planned for the future. Hmm. All right. Thanks a lot for uh, coming on the show, Eba. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Pleasure. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. And I hope I can get Azhar someday. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can put in a good word in for you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Zabar. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye.